A very good evening to everyone and welcome to the first episode of the Stop the World I Want to Get Off podcast. I am your host, Alexander Barrington-Brown, and our main story tonight is on consumerism. Essentially the reason why my clothes, even though I bought them a week ago, are now out of fashion. Now, I'm going to start by saying what consumerism is. In the dictionary definition, which I looked up about a minute ago, consumerism is a social and economic order that encourages the acquisition of goods and services in ever-increasing amounts. Interesting, though. I mean, seems pretty accurate to what we live in now. And that's really because it is. All the major industrialised economies have, in, have adopted a consumer model, by which I mean an economic model in which consumer spending, as well as consumer debt, plays a major role in the economy. As a result, today, we have no alternate vision of modern, industrialised economy in which consumerism, consumer products, consumer spending and consumer debt is not a major, if not the major, sector of the economy. Why would we care that all the largest and most technologically advanced economies in the world are consumerist? Consumerism tarnishes everything that it touches, like the golden calf of the Israelites, worshipped while Moses was absent on Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights. The idols of consumerism, the bigger, the better, the garishly glittering, the proudly vulgar, become a fetish that is celebrated by the people even as it degrades and humiliates them. Eventually, nothing matters but the fetish and the pursuit of that fetish itself. So I'm going to start by talking about actually some of the benefits of consumerism, supposedly. I may have painted it in a bad way, but realistically, it's what our modern society is built on. And I'm sure many of you listening to this are in a fairly decent position and so couldn't really see a reason to complain. So... I'm going to go over two of the main benefits of this. Economic growth. Essentially, as our economy is built on consumerism, well, there's no reason why it shouldn't stop growing. Consumerism drives economic growth. When people spend more on goods and services produced in a never-ending cycle of constant production, the economy grows. It, implies, it employs people, giving them reasonable jobs. If not, the conditions aren't great, the pay is tolerable. It can also be argued that one of the great wins of the 21st century uh, and the late 20th century has been bringing a lot of people out of poverty. And consumerism can really be brought down to that. China has arguably had one of the most effective ways in raising people out of poverty. And particularly that lies on its production of consumer goods for other nations all over the world, particularly in the West. The second real uh, benefit of consumerism is that it supposedly, and fairly certainly does, boost innovation and creativity. Since consumers are actively looking for the best bargain or the next big product or something like that, then producers and manufacturers are under constant pressure to innovate. As consumers access better goods and services, living standards also improve. I can give you an example. I used to have a terrible pair of running shoes. It was awful, and they were quite expensive for what they were, to be honest. But the prices dropped and the technology improved, so now, technically, I could get those same running shoes for a fraction of the cost. That's how things work. It really drives down 
the cost to the consumer. And that's a good thing. But, and this is a big but, there are endless numbers of problems, arguably more severe than any of the positives that I may have mentioned. I think the biggest one is one to do with our humanity. There's a certain moral degradation when it comes to the aspect of consumerism. You know, increasing consumerism tends to shift away societies from important values such as integrity, honesty and care for others. Instead, there's a strong focus on materialism and competition. And I mean, we can see this in in much of our other lives, in our early lives as students. Schools and university places are far more competitive than they ever were. And I would argue that it's certainly a sign of the world that we live in when it comes to a consumerist society. People tend to buy goods and services as well, not necessarily because they like them and wish to use them so much, but rather that they can be on par or at a higher level than everyone else. I'm certainly guilty of this, and I'm sure that many other people who are listening to this are too. It's really not the fault of the individual that this is the case, but it's the sense that society, with its constant blaring advertising in neon signs and across billboards on giant stadiums, has essentially allowed so that people can find it acceptable and okay to think that they are better than someone else, not based on ability or kindness or any other human factor, but simply on the size of their pay packet. And I think that if anyone can have an argument against consumerism, it really underlines to the fact that it's made us a lot less human. You know, there's a lot of problems in the world, and many of them do stem from human qualities, greed, arrogance, things like that. But I think the artificial inflation of the values of consumerism have essentially meant that we've been brought into a far more competitive, aggressive, and quite frankly rude world where people don't necessarily care about what, who you are as a person and the qualities that you have. It's not about that anymore. It's instead about what shoes you have on your feet and what car you drive. Another key issue with this is not just on a personal level when it comes to our humanity, but actually one that has to do with our finances. In 2018, household debt in the United Kingdom was 1.3 trillion quid. That's a lot of money. That's roughly the size of the GDP of the whole of Spain, which sits at 1.314 trillion. It's ridiculous how much money is essentially owed to financial institutions, which in a way is counted towards our own GDP. Whereas actually, we don't own it at all. It's simply a construct which we've borrowed from other individuals rather than actually owning it ourselves. And many of these forms of, of repayment come in the form of payday lenders. When you were a kid, I often used to see ads such as Wonga uh, on the TV. And to show ads for a company 
which has a 1,300% repayment figure, is absurd. 1.3 billion quid is borrowed each year from these payday lending firms. The profits of these is around 2 billion quid. Now that's 700 million pounds, which has essentially been spent on extortionate loans. Most of the people taking these also have a job. And less and less this is the pay for homes or essential repairs. And more of it has been gone down to purchasing other goods. And there are a lot of cries from the right wing who say, oh, well, you know, people who are struggling shouldn't be buying expensive clothes and cars and things like that. Well, one of the problems with that is, is that those on the right who tend to be businessmen have actually manufactured this system themselves. So it's somewhat hypocritical and ironic to suggest that these people wouldn't be partaking in a system which they themselves have designed and knowingly designed to bring about pain and financial misery for people who are less fortunate than themselves. Another key human issue which comes out of this is that of mental health. And now it's been especially difficult within the pandemic uh, to focus on our mental health. I think that's certainly been the case for everyone. And suicide rates, rates of depression, rates of anxiety were all on the increase before, but have now quite simply ballooned since the beginning of the pandemic last year. And it's tragic, really. But we have to look at one of the underlying causes of this. And I would argue that one of it is consumerism. One of the problems is debt that I mentioned. Consumerism increases debt levels, which in turn result in mental health problems like stress and depression, because people simply haven't got the financial funds to pay this back. It's simply a self-eating cycle of which people can't escape from. Trying to follow the latest trends as well, when you have that limited amount of resources, can be exhausting to both the mind and body. When your co-workers or your school friends are mocking you for the bag or dress that you choose to buy when you don't have the funds, it's a very destructive and hurtful thing to hear. And it's not because you don't want that. It's because you can't. And the effect that that has on your mental health is incredibly destructive. Consumerism also forces people to work harder borrow more and spend less time with their loved ones. It's not fair to get fully encapsulated in a system which is so designed on the exploitation of misery and one-minute trends. One of the biggest examples, I think, of this is a fast fashion, where I'll talk about the environmental impacts later. But essentially, consumerism gets in the way of caring and fruitful relationships by making it seem that if you actually care about your significant other, you'd buy him or her this ring, or this meal out, or this dress. It's absurd to think that the value of care in our society to another person in the pursuit of a romantic relationship has been degraded to the sense of material possessions, rather than that of true love or actual care for another person. It affects the overall well-being of people negatively in the long run as well. Research has shown that people don't get valuable and long-lasting fulfilment from materialism. 
So essentially what's happening is we've been brainwashed by consumerist titans, you know, your Nikes, your Primarchs, your H&Ms, all of those. And essentially what's happened is we've got miserable without really noticing it. These corporations feed off the misery that you exert. They don't care about how you feel or how well your relationships are or what you're doing with your friends. All they care about is to make you feel insignificant for not having the latest and greatest thing. And they feed off that because you can see that some of these companies are the most valuable in the world. You know, right up there with the oil companies, technology companies and all of those. So now let's talk about probably the most visible impact when it comes to consumerism. And I know that a lot of people care very deeply about fast fashion. It's cheap. It's wrecking the planet. And realistically, it's not ideal. The increasing demand for goods puts extensive pressure on the very limited natural resources such as water, cotton, other raw materials that we have. It also results in the excessive use of energy. 10% of the global CO2 output was from fashion. The Yangtze River, for example, has been polluted with chemicals which have made it basically unlivable for fish, and multiple people have become highly sick, ill, or even in some cases dead due to drinking, washing, or bathing in that river. It's really disgraceful to see these multinational corporations waltzing into other countries, wrecking their populations, and yet remaining completely infallible and inculpable based on the guise that they bring jobs, employment, and better living standards for all. In a nutshell, consumerism does more harm than good for the environment both in an economic sense, but also in a social and eco-friendly sense too. So what have we really learnt here? Well, you've essentially learnt the rant from one person who is somewhat disillusioned with the consumerist system. But I would argue that I have good reason to be so. You know, we grow up thinking that we need to have the best and brightest thing. And that's great. But have we ever really stopped and asked, do we actually want that? And I would argue that most people haven't. It's because, yes, I would argue, scientifically, there's a bit of a boost of endorphins when someone compliments your new top or says, wow, that's a nice car that you've got there. But does it really bring long-term happiness, solid solidity in relationships, or great purpose to life? Nah, not really. Not at all. Nothing really happens from this, apart from people getting more miserable, more chasing the next trends, and more disengaged with the reality in which they live. So although consumerism does drive economic growth and boosts innovation, supposedly, it comes with a fair share of problems. You've got the environmental, moral degradation, higher debt, and mental health problems. Since we are already in a consumerist society, and realistically it's very difficult to pull on the handbrake now, I think we all need to strike a healthy balance, 
it's essentially important to think that we need to do all things in moderation, really. We can't go around constantly consuming. It's not good for our mental health. It's not good for our relationships. And it's not good for the planet. There might not be a planet for us to live on if we get rid of all of its natural resources. So one of the things that I encourage everyone to do is really take a long look before you buy something and think, do I really need this? Do I really want this? And most importantly, will it actually add anything to my life? And if the answer is yes, I'd then recommend what, what's the company's record looking like? Because companies like H&M, they're not particularly environmentally conscious. They've got better, but they're still not great. And I'd recommend if you look at other companies, you may find something that has been ethically sourced and sustainably grown. Well, that's all I have to say on this one. Thank you so much for joining us and tune in next week for our next topic of conversation. Thank you and good night.